Good morning and welcome back to segment four of After You Pray. And we're looking at breaking up with brokenness through kingdom knowledge this today. We've looked at um, the role of spirituality in brokenness, the role of mental health in brokenness, the role of our bodies and our senses and uh, mental and brokenness. And now we're looking at breaking up with brokenness through kingdom knowledge. We want to break up with brokenness. And because we know that there is a life that God died for us to have. We're pursuing it. We put. We shall pursue. David said when they were on the run and getting ready to fight, shall we pursue? Yes, let's pursue. We are pursuing it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for another opportunity to share your word with your people. Help us to know, God, that there is a plan. You have a good plan for our lives, and you have knowledge out there that will place us, oh God, into the position of the head and not the tail. You died and paid the cost for us to have abundant life, and we are deciding to break up with brokenness, and we're deciding to move in the direction of greatness and of kingdom reign, oh God. We thank you for the privilege of kingdom reign. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All righty, as you guys see, that got good to me. Thinking about the kingdom, the king's dominion, that's what it means. It means the king is ruling over, has dominion over an area. And because Jesus is Lord over my life, I am in the kingdom. I'm under the kingdom reign. And if you're under the kingdom reign, there are promises and privileges that belong to us. We should be examples in the earth of what it looks like to be victorious. You know, Tiffany Haddish said, this is what money looks like. Well, this is what kingdom looks like. This is what prosperity in the kingdom looks like. This is what mental health in the kingdom looks like. This is what relationships in the kingdom look like. If they're going to see the kingdom, then they're going to see it in the people who are in the kingdom. And I, I know that that has been the enemy's job is to distract us and let us stay in those four walls and let us shout, roll, spit, and speak in tongues and be a churchgoer, but not a kingdom citizen and live out the life that God died for us to have in in every area of our life, at our jobs, in our homes, in our marriages, as parents, as sisters, as sons and daughters, as citizens in, in America. The enemy just wants us to be satisfied with operating in the church. He doesn't care if you're um, complete at church, but you're broken in every area of your life. We want to shine the light on the kingdom experience. This is what really allows us to be whole. This is what allows us to live in the abundance that God speaks about. This is allowing us, it positions us to go back to Eden, y'all. Good relationship with God and, and knowledge of God, it positions us back into the place of creativity, into the place of connectedness, into the place of contribution, y'all, and we become holistic. You know, in the world, they have a one percentile of the richest people in the world, they say, but this, we do excellent. We're more excellent than the world. We should be like Solomon. Solomon is still the richest person who ever lived, y'all. 
And we should have that testimony. We don't have to back up and feel ashamed of finances, as I stated earlier in another video. But riches belongs to us. It's the commonwealth of the kingdom. When we are wealthy, when we are healthy, and we are, we are prosperous in our relationships, we are a reflection of the king. We are a reflection. We go back to the garden where God looks at Adam and says, well, God decides that you are very good because you are made in my likeness and in my image. You have to begin to understand the image of God so that nothing else will do. You have to look at your health. Is this the image of God? You have to look at your finances. Is this the image of God? You have to look at your character and your morality and say, is this the image of God? You have to look at your relationships and the way you forgive people and the way you love people and extend mercy. Is this the reflection of God? Am I living under the king's domain. Is he ruling my life or am I ruling this part of my life? And I understand you may be ruling parts of your life because you didn't know that every area of your life is supposed to be under king, the king's domain. You get to assess that and that takes slowing it down. That takes having an ear to hear, to know what the spirit is saying to you and not just taking all of this garbage that is coming on the highway, all of this tradition that has been passed down. We respect tradition because we believe that their hearts were pure, but doesn't mean what they taught was the complete truth. They did the best they could in their generation. And now in our generation, we have too much access to knowledge to be ignorant. We don't have to be willful and willfully ignorant. We get to dive into that word of God and find out what God looks like so that we can put, put that mirror on us and look into that perfect law of liberty and of truth and say, that's not what I look like. I have something right here. I have unforgiveness right here. I have perversion right here. I have selfishness right here. I have anger right here. I have low self-esteem right here. When we look at God, when we see God right, we'll see ourselves right. And we get that depiction in the book of Isaiah when Hezekiah said, the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up. And he said, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. It took him to see God so that he could see himself. And when you see the king, then you can see yourself as a kingdom citizen and what you're supposed to have. And you have to break up with all of the tradition and fallacies that are not biblically based. The ones that says, oh, you're poor. Blessed are the poor. And you know, they, no, don't forget. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit, meaning that you are hum humble. You know your position. You know that you are uh, just someone who needed without God. And so you cannot be haughty in your mind and in your heart because you need God. That's a disposition of your spirit, of your, of your, your knowledge of who you are and who God's, who God is. God is a rich God. He has always blessed his people. Abraham came out with great substances. His people were promised health, wealth, fame, notoriety. We know that Solomon, his name preceded him throughout the world. And by word of mouth, people were saying, this Solomon is so wise and, and you got to come see him because that glorified Solomon's God. When the Hebrew boys, they were so wise and, and Daniel was so wise. They said, his God shall be our God. And, and many times people were able to experience experience God through other people.
So it's important that we have the kingdom knowledge and that we don't want to be broken because it's not reflective of God. It's not saying that we won't have uh, challenges in our lives. We won't have seasons where we're getting it together, where we're applying truths to our lives and we're building a better mental health. We're building a, a wealth plan. We're b- rebuilding relationships. We're not saying that we are completely finished and we're perfect, but we're saying that we understand the goal is perfection, which is maturity. And the goal is wholeness. And that's the direction we're moving in. Because as we allow more space for God to move in our lives, we will become more like him. We have to look at the gaps where God is not operating in our lives and allow him to fill that with his grace and with his love. And so that takes um, that takes intentionality. We have to be intentional. We're not going to just wake up and be spiritually uh, strong and not broken. And that's the challenge with us as a people, as uh, minorities, is that we don't understand that we we have power because historically there's generational trauma where we have so much helplessness and we've been disempowered that we get into the kingdom of God and we think that our status is still that we don't have ability to achieve and that someone is going to rescue us and someone is going to deliver us and someone is going to make provision for us and it's not us, but we just have to wait on it. But in this season, God is wants us to know that it's a collaboration. There's things he did for the children of Israel Israel initially when he brought them out of Egypt where he parted the Red Sea and they crossed over and he fed them manna and he was the provider. And that we see how that rolled out and eventually when they came to Jericho he fought the first battle through their obedience, but it was in concert. Their obedience released the power of God. And so that shows us that there was a collaboration that now in, in Jordan, that they were going to fight, but they were going to, they were going to, God was going to fight with them. So our victory and our breaking up with brokenness is not relegated to someone else doing it for us. It's just not the spirit. It is us. We have to participate in our deliverance. And some of us have romantic rescues where we want God to do it. We want our husbands to do it, our children, our friends, our pastor. And we don't understand in knowledge that it is us, that we have an internal locus of control and power, that dunamis and and that ability to overcome. And so we have to know that that's going to take a mindset and a shift. You're going to have to have the reality of this is the truth. God is with me. This is the truth. I have to be disciplined. This is the truth. I have to I have to access the blessings of the Lord. I cannot just sit here helpless and think that my life is going to change without me. Because guess what? If I think that, then I'm going to never take accountability and responsibility, and I'm going to blame and complain. And when you see people blaming and complaining, then that means that they feel powerless and they're in their child state. If you are an heir and if you're a kingdom citizen, we're called to be Men and women, we're called to be adults. We're we're called to no longer be slaves, but to be heirs. But whenever you feel powerless, whenever you feel victimized, whenever you complain and blame, that means that you are fixated in your child state and the slave mentality where you cannot move and you haven't accessed and you have no knowledge of the fact that you have power 
and you have privilege. You know, we talk about white privilege, but there's kingdom privilege, all right? And that's not discriminatory. It's for anybody who comes into the kingdom. There is privilege and there's power. So there's no excuse if you're not living the way you should, regardless of how you started, you know, if you in the earth, if you started with parents who didn't love you, if you started with abuse, if you started with adopted parents, if you suffered a divorce, if whatever those elements are, God's grace, he said when that his strength is made perfect in weakness. So he is the grace that comes in the gap and allows you to still have a life and to have it more abundantly. But if you're complaining and if you're negative, that means you're without faith. That means you don't see God right. And if you don't see God right, you don't see yourself right. And you're stuck in the bondage of your past. The children of Israel were stuck in the bondage of their past. And when they had a dilemma, their circumstance revealed their faith. Did they have dead faith, the demon faith, or dynamic faith? Their stressor revealed that they had a form of faith, but it was not in their heart <clears throat> because they wanted to go back. They wanted to go back to being taken care of even though they were under abuse, they wanted to go with their abuser. Those of you who want to go with people who abuse you because you just, you're uncomfortable. Your body's telling you to fear. You remember those days. At least you had something. You had some comfort. And so you gravitate towards dead things because you're used to dead things. And so that's what happened to the children of Israel. They uh, remembered, they their senses reminded them, their memory kept score and they had a desire to go back because they were uncomfortable and they were scared. So they wanted to go to regulate and, and their homeostasis and be under bondage because they were used to bondage. They didn't know how to operate in freedom. They didn't know how to access and deal with a fair God. So they assumed that they were in a worse place because they didn't understand it. And they were disempowered and they complained and they blamed and they didn't take accountability. And But there were two. There was jo there was. Joshua and Caleb, who had a different report, and they were influencing people. They saw things right, and they saw things from a godly perception. So you can still change that. Get around people who see things the kingdom way. If you're always on the internet, and if you're always around people who don't see things the kingdom way, then you're not going to have kingdom faith, and you're not going to walk in kingdom dominion. You're going to walk as a slave. You're going to be a kingdom. You're going to be a part of the kingdom, in and out of the kingdom, and your, your mentality is going going to keep you. You can be born again, but in your psychology and in your body, live a slave mentality. All of these things have to say freedom, freedom in your spirit, freedom in your mental health, freedom in your body. All of freedom gets to ring. Let freedom ring, right? And get around the right people because they were negative and they drew from their negative experiences and they wanted to go back. And they didn't know that they all they had to do was to pray or to ask and to make their requests known because being hungry is not a sin. Being thirsty is not a sin. But knowing that the God who brought me from here will bring me to there is the, the, is the issue. So we have to also remember that as kingdom citizens, we're in a different place. 
Yeah, our body is used to being addicted. Yeah, our mind, we used to be depressed. We used to be anxious. But guess what? Anxiety meet my salvation. Guess what? Anxiety and depression meet this kingdom scripture. And you have to confront that thing and say, guess what? That's not under the kingdom. That's not a part of the commonwealth. Depression is not a part of the commonwealth. Anxiety is not a part of the commonwealth. Loneliness is not a part of the commonwealth. There must be something I'm not understanding. I need to go back and read the contract. I need to read the constitution. I need to read the manual because if I'm having these natural experiences, then that means I'm having natural memory and I'm operating from the place of my natural man and of my flesh. But supernaturally, I get to introduce my trauma to my savior. I get to introduce my trauma to the word of God. And remember, trauma is just the feeling that Adam had. So trauma was introduced to the Savior in the garden, to God in the garden. So we have to reintroduce, you know, and say, you know, guess what? I'm I'm reintroducing you too, because you met the God of mercy in the garden. You met the God of love in the garden. And throughout time, you may have forgotten it, but let me remind you about the God who forgives. Let me remind you of the God who restores. Let me remind you of the God who heals the broken hearted and who has a plan for my life, for my spiritual well-being, and who has spoken back eternity into my heart. So sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget. We forget that we're back to back in Eden. And just like the children of Israel forgot, they forgot that now we're not in Egypt anymore. We're in a new place. That happens to us. We have still our body, still our memory, And we can get caught up and and, and forget that, oh, yeah, I'm a kingdom citizen. I shouldn't be broke. Oh, yeah, I'm a kingdom citizen. I shouldn't be addicted to this. Oh, yeah, I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm never alone. Oh, yeah, I'm a kingdom citizen. God loves me and God is fair and God is with me. I forgot. I don't have to be anxious. We have to remind ourselves of the truth because there are two memories that continue to surface in our mind. When we become saved and born again, we get the initial kingdom Eden experience, but then in our fleshly man, we also have the Eden experience of fear, depression, trauma. And so we have those two experiences. And when you're born again, you get to say, no, this is now my experience again. This is not my experience. So where are you remembering from? If you're a kingdom person, your default should be back to Genesis when you were made in the image of God and you were connected to God and you were given the the instruction to have dominion and to reign and to rule and to multiply. You're no longer in the tree hiding. You're no longer filled with fear and depression. Those are all core memories. And when we have situations that come up in our life, it triggers our core memories, our parents treating us bad, our being abused. It triggers the core memory of the fall in the garden. Or when now in the kingdom, when we feel loved and when we feel validated and we feel like we can jump over walls and, and, and tackle troops, that's our Eden experience when we were in right fellowship with God. We have two core memories. That's why Paul said, in my memories is another law, is another memory. It remembers the shame. It remembers the fear. It remembers the trauma. And so when I have a situation, that memory tries to present itself as my reality. And then it says, I have the mind of Christ, the rejuvenated, the, 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 the born again mind. And I have 
to choose. I get to remember that I am made new. Behold, all things are made new. So now I have to renew my mind and remind myself I'm a kingdom citizen. Why am I thinking like this? Why am I going through this? Why am I loving like this? Why am I, uh, why am I struggling like this? Because I'm no longer in sin. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer an alien. I'm a citizen. I have been bought with a price. I'm a kingdom citizen. I get to have mental health. I get to have wealth. I get to have a relationship with God. I get to have joy unspeakable and that full of glory. I get to have peace that, that passes all understanding. I get to have everything that the kingdom affords. Read the word. I get to go back to Eden. In Eden, everything was peaceful. There was no trauma pre-fall. There was no fear of lion, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. There wasn't no fear of this person's going to hurt me. They were naked and not ashamed. They walked freely. They were free to walk about the building until the trauma fall. We're no longer living in the trauma fall. We don't have to. We get to live in the resurrection. We get to live in the reign of Christ. And we get to break up with brokenness by the knowledge of our kingdom status. This is an invitation. If you are not in the kingdom and you no longer want to walk in the trauma of the fall, all you have to do is reach out to God. You must be born of the water and the spirit, born again. Remember, you want to have that dynamic faith that you're willing to not only believe that there is a Savior, but you're willing to do what He says, which is be born of the water and spirit. And then you will become a kingdom citizen. He will realign you with the kingdom of heaven, and you will have back your kingdom experience and your kingdom expression. And He will fill your heart and your mind with His Spirit He will change your language, the way you speak. He will give you the heavenly language and you will be inducted into back where you belong. Let's get back to Eden, back to wholeness so that we don't have to be broken. God bless you.